Hi, this is Tom Field, I'm Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Richard Neyland. He's a board member with ISC Squared based in Dublin. Richard, thank you for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you, Tom. Now, Richard, you've got sort of an interesting story because I know that you were an ISC Squared member who had some dissatisfaction and become a board member. Tell me about your rise. Yeah, I suppose when, when I started out, Tom, um, I took the exam. I was the second person in the Republic of Ireland to, to sit and pass the exam. And uh, that was back in a long, long time ago. That's CISSP. This is CISSP. And that was the only exam, really, that was relevant to my area of expertise at the time. And we've, we've since branched out, and we have a lot more exams that are, I suppose, are relevant and, and we can certify too. But it was uh, pretty much CISSP and CAP, which was the, the US government. Uh, exam uh, at that stage. So I sat down and I, I did the exam and we had a lot of stuff on the rainbow books, we had a lot of stuff on the Boston Fire regulations, um, we had a lot of, of US law that um, we had to answer. And I suppose I, I found that it wasn't that much applicable to me being a European sitting the exam. And the one thing that I've always been very passionate about is that the first I in ISC squared is international. So I was introduced to, uh, uh, who is now another board member, Miss Contesti, uh, way back at a conference by uh, a gentleman called John O'Leary, who's been in the, the profession for a long time. And uh, John said, Diana is involved in ISC Squared. And I said, oh, that's interesting because I have a couple of things to say to you. So I went on and on and I said, this is what, what I don't like about it, this is what I don't like about it, and this is what I don't like about it. And she said, well, if you feel so passionately about it she says why don't you step up to the mark and become involved as a volunteer you know we need people like you who are passionate to come in and actually start to write the exam and make sure that the exam has an international flavor and is internationally accepted um, for all candidates not just for North American based candidates so uh, that was my first involvement was as a, a light and writing volunteer and we did international reviews of the item bank and we went through and we took up out all the US only US centric questions and we certainly took out some other questions that came from other parts of the world that were, weren't relevant internationally so that was my first involvement and, and uh, I don't know whether I was successful in that or not but I was asked to volunteer in other ways as well and uh, a couple of years ago one of our board members had to resign and I was asked would I fill in that vacant slot for one year on the board while um, to, to see out that term of office and uh, I ran for re-election after that. Tell me about your work in the ISC Square community. What are the activities you're involved in? Well, the, the board is very careful. When we started out uh, with ISC Squared, we were a volunteer-run organisation. So basically all of the management of the organisation was done by volunteers. And many years ago we moved into being a professionally-run organisation. So we, we took on staff and... Uh, at that stage, we had to take nearly a step backwards, and we said, okay, well, we have to separate the two aspects of it. We have to separate the operational and the management end of it from the governance end of it. So the board sits and they, they govern and they, they um, I suppose, look at long-term strategy and where we want to go as an organisation and what we want to meet. 
and then the management come along and they say okay well, we have to build objectives we have to build if you want to call it tactical strategy so goals and objectives to be able to, to meet that long term strategic uh, objective so really what we, we've tried to do and it, it works pretty well now is to have a a kind of a, a Chinese wall down the middle and management do their job and the board do their job and neither gets um, involved in the business of the other. So we govern and management manage and that's I suppose where, where we are. So from the board point of view we, we have a number of different things that we're concerned about. The board owns certification. So every time that a, a new member comes on and it doesn't matter whether they're sitting SSCP or whether they're sitting ISSMP when they get that certificate, it's signed by board members. So the board owns that certification. Um, we define the strategy for the organisation, the long-term goals, and we've changed that strategy quite a bit in the last uh, year or, or year and a half uh, from being very much a certification and education-based uh, organisation to becoming a member-focused organisation. Uh, I suppose we found ourselves challenged in, first of all, knowing what the members wanted and then being able to meet the the expectations and um, basically meet the needs of the members. So we're very much focused on, on the membership now. During that time we've split out from just being a not-for-profit organisation to being uh, both a not-for-profit organisation and we now have the foundation which is a charitable organisation. And the foundation is, is a different arm of ISC Squared. The board is the same board. But the foundation's strategy is to serve the members in terms of research, and we've seen the Global Information Security Workforce Study as a, as a result of that, uh, in terms of, of helping the members uh, pursue their careers. And we've seen the scholarship awards, both the, the, the awards to scholars and also the women's scholarship in terms of that. And I suppose one of the big ones then is the Safe and Secure Programme, which is a, a, a branch, really, a, an outreach of the foundation in giving back to society uh, something. So the Safe and Secure Programme is aimed at school children, bringing them uh, along and teaching them how to be safe online. It also, I suppose, has a knock-on effect in that it shows people what information security professionals do. So we go in there and we, we present the safe and secure, and then the children have a, a, an opportunity to ask questions, and some of those questions might be, well, how did you get into information security? Because back in the day when I started out, I came from a communications background. So people came from communications, they came from operations, they came from you know, cryptography or they, they came from some other aspect of IT, but nobody actually chose information security as a profession. Nowadays it's different. People can go in and they can say, well, I want to be an information security professional, and that's available to them now. So we help people go through that and, and bring them on and, and mentor them on that, that journey. I'm glad you mentioned the workforce study, because one of the things that uncovered, I spoke with some of your executives about that, was that we really do have a critical skills issue that needs to be addressed, not just in any region of the world. Yeah. But globally, what are ISC squared strategies to grow this workforce to, to have a qualified, certified, skilled workforce? Yeah, I think one of the and, and these things all tie together. I don't see any of them being uh, uh, standalone. They're, they're more of, of a holistic thing. One of the, the first things that we really needed to do, we needed to look at the workforce and, and get some data, get some good data on how the workforce was actually constructed. So when we did the workforce study, we, we see the, the output of it in terms of the, the report. 
but we broke those that, those figures down and we looked and saw, saw where people sat within the organisation. So did they sit at CISO level? Did they sit at uh, security manager level? Did they sit at uh, analyst and operator level? Or did they sit maybe in the auditing field? Or, or where did they sit within organisations? And we broke that down within the workforce study. And I suppose the second thing we did was we said, okay, well, what level of experience have they got? So how many years are they in information security? Um, what age are they? What salary ranges have they? So we need to understand, I suppose, what the, the career path through information security is. And one of the things that, that came out of the workforce study is that we're an aging population. Uh, we're growing older. I think the average age, and, and I'm not sure whether it's the international one or whether it's the European one, was 43. So I think the, um, the time in information security was 12 years experience that went along with that. So we're actually an, an aging population. We grow older from workforce study to workforce study, and this has been going on since 2004. We've seen ourselves grow older and have longer experience. What we're not seeing is the backfill. So we're not seeing people coming in at, at the ground level and choosing the career in information security and staying with that career. So one of the things that we're trying to do as, as an organisation, and this talks to some of the work we do with the European Advisory Board, um, is that we, we go out to academia, we reach out to academia, and, and not only as master's programmes, because the master programme uh, area is served pretty well, but the bachelor programmes as well. We say, well, can we help you build your curriculum? And can we bring people in and, if you excuse the, 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 the phrase, make it sexy? So we see that, that people have a view of what information security professionals do, and that's a very staid view. Um, you know, we're seen as the suited brigade, and we either have grey hair or we have no hair at all. And uh, we're, you know, we're we're in a in a profession that that really sees us as being um, very conservative. And we have to go out there and say, well, listen, information security, you can't just blinker us all into the one area. Information security takes on many different roles. And I, I spoke to a professor from the University of Northumberland, and he was saying that he went out and he, he developed a program which was a bachelor's in information security, and he had almost nobody turn up to that program. When he rebranded it and said he was offering a bachelor's in cybersecurity and forensics, then he had a full cohort. So we have to make it attractive to people to actually look and, and say, okay, well, th these are roles that we want to, to, to go down along and, and come in. I, I sat at, at the AppSec EU conference in Dublin two years ago, and two things were, were really apparent to me. One was the, the youth in the audience. Almost all of the people were under 35. And I said, this is great to actually see so, so many young people involved in a specific area of information security but so many young people involved. And the other thing was the diversity. Almost half of the audience were women, which is something that we don't see in information security in general. So what we're trying to do with ISC squared and, and through, again, I, I don't see it holistically. I don't see it as, as board management, uh, European advisory board and chapters. But I see it holistically is to encourage and mentor young people coming into the profession, to bring them in, help them along, 
hold their hand while they, they, they go through their, their education process and gain experience. And that's the only way I really see of filling that backfill. I have a question for you, Richard. You talked before we sat down for this interview about wanting to, one, listen to your members' needs and to meet those needs. How are you doing that? Uh, one of the things we have planned for the upcoming year really is to go out and survey the members. Um, as I say, the only way that I had a voice back then was to actually get actively involved in it. One of the things that we have done in the past year really is roll out the chapter organisation. And as I say, there, there is a, a hierarchy of communication, if you want to call it. And, and I see that, that hierarchy of communication is being the chapters. Anybody can join the chapter, so they can be a member or they don't, they don't have to be a member. But anybody with an interest in information security. So not only do we have to meet the needs of the members, but also those who are prospective members or people who are involved in information security but don't want to hold one of our certifications. And we have to take that information from the chapters and feed it up through the European Advisory Board, sorry, the EMEA Advisory Board. And the EMEA Advisory Board basically advises management. So we have that communication channel between the chapters and the EMEA Advisory Board, between the EMEA Advisory Board and management, and between management and the board. So really what we're trying to do is to, to make sure that those communication lines are in place. We intend to go out to the membership next year and, and survey the membership and really find out from them what they want. We get a huge amount of data from things like the workforce study and, and this year was great because we found that we had a, a huge amount of non-members I think we had 4,000 non-members who actually responded to the workforce study this year and that was brilliant because it, it's as important to us to listen to people who are out there that, that aren't already part of the, our community and but who are involved in information security and find out what their needs are as well and, and try to help them and say you know meet their needs we as i say we we don't see ourselves being exclusively you know a, a closed shop and only serving the needs of the members but we see ourselves uh, serving the needs of of the society and of people in the profession richard it's very good insight thank you so much for taking time to speak with you you're very welcome tom thanks very much good talking with richard neelan he's a board member with isc square for information security media group i'm tom field thank you very much Thank you.